This episode of WDW Today is brought to you by Airbnb. That's right. Visit Airbnb.com to book your next Orlando area luxury rental stay. Why stay in a cramped little hotel room when you can stay in my favorite place to go, the Airbnb. Check it out at Airbnb.com. We did just have a couple dates open up in February and a couple in January. So if you're looking for a last minute trip, that perfect Christmas gift, what's a better Christmas gift than staying at the Airbnb just a few miles off of Walt Disney World property. Again, that's at Airbnb.com. Also brought to you by Travelmation. Visit Travelmation.net slash WDW today to plan your next vacation with our preferred travel provider and a Disney. What's the word I'm looking for, Terry? Disney authorized, authorized. vacation authorized planner. Travel planner. Uh, and check them out. Concierge service. Never any fees. Disney pays them, not you. That's at travelmation.net slash WDW today. We'll tell you a little bit more about their first class service with never any fees a little bit later. And now, on with the show. Bringing the world to your world. This is WDW Today. Wednesday, December 11th, 2019, and this is episode 1683 of WDW Today. I'm Logan Seculo. I'm Will Haynes. I'm Terry Weaver. I'm Matt Lott. And I'm the Grease. This is my mom's birthday. So happy birthday to my mom. Well, today, and my mother-in-law tomorrow as well. when we record it, when we release it. Wait. Oh, wait. December 11th. December 10th is Logan's my mother mom is your mother-in-law? No. It's a really intricate <laughs> web. Even close. No, Samantha's the same. cousin's husband is my wife's brother-in-law or my wife's stepbrother i have a will family yes it's accurate i have a will family yeah, disney sounds... plus update okay you ready for this Whoa. so rabbit hole here um my two-year-old really into snow right now like she saw snow one time and every single day for the past two months she is like been... legit snow yeah she okay. now says see snow again like, can I see snow again? And I'm like, one day, maybe one day. Thought that day was going to be today, but it's not. <laughs> so then we've been seeing like people's holiday decorations of snowmen. She's not, into snowmen. Not Snow White. No, no, no. Not the. Now let me 90s finish my story. Tell him a story. Snow. So then we're like, oh, she loves snowmen. She sees like the decorative snowmen in people's thing. So I'm like, oh, I'll show you uh, Frosty. So we start watching Frosty on YouTube, like the old animated movie. Great. And I'm like, what's another famous snowman? Like, what could a, what's a good Jack snowman? Frost. No, we go to, not Jack Frost. <laughs> we go to Olaf. We watch an oh, yeah. Olaf thing and she loves oh. it. She thinks it's oh. funny. She goes, funny snowman, funny snowman. Great. And then I'm like, you know what? She's never seen, like, Frozen. let it go. Let's see if it would hold her attention. Oh, no. Little no. experiment here. Oh, no. So then I go, play and hold it in front of her, and it's that first little, do, 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 and she just goes, grabs it, pulls the phone to her face, and is <laughs> locked in. And Samantha goes, "What kind of voodoo is this?" <laughs> it really is. And like it's locked in. Something I mean, in it. she's too never seen it, has no concept of it. Doesn't yeah, no context. Has never really even like gotten into Cinderella or any of the other like Disney princesses. Mm -hmm. Like doesn't even know what that is. But that's locked in. 
And she goes, one more time? Right after it ended. Oh, oh man. gosh. It started. <laughs> it has started. So Welcome. good on you, Disney, for Welcome. creating a highly addictive substance for children. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I don't know what's in it, mm-hmm. but it happens. The same thing's happening with the second one right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to take some listener questions today. I think that's something Terry started uh, fielding. Curated maybe, some. So maybe we'll get to some of those listener questions. Honestly, a lot of you had questions about the rise of the resistance. None of us have been there yet since it's been open. Uh, things do seem like they're continually being tweaked uh, in terms of how it worked. As of last week when we recorded this, one, there was a ton of announcements that happened, kind of, like half announcements. But also, we weren't aware of the virtual queue system. No. Which I think we all had hoped eventually would come, and has come, but in a way that has kind of evoked uh, panic and chaos to a lot of people. So I think maybe we could try to walk people through. There's no chaos in the line, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they said the line, once you're called, is like 15 or 20 minutes, Mm. depending on your situation. But um, if... If the ride hasn't gone down for the day, yeah. it stays at, or it really, and it really depends on the day before, because what's happening right now, if the ride breaks down and you're not able to ride and you got in a boarding group, you were able to line up, get in a boarding group. They're giving you currently a fast pass to come back. And a ticket. And, and a park a, hopper. A park hopper next ticket day. to come back. Whoa. So yeah. we've gone from the Skyliner lottery. I'd roll those dice. To the, like, <laughs> the ride of the resistance. Break down. Break it down. <laughs> well, I think it's an interesting send, thing. Send somebody in to break it down. <laughs> because the virtual queue system isn't, hey, you get this, come back at this time, which is what I think uh, it's like what the guest assistance passes work on, the disability access cards work on, which is a here's your wait time, come back at af- any time after 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. It's how the Jimmy Fallon line uh, works for uh, the virtual queue at Universal for Jimmy Fallon. It's it works how it similar works. to how it, you're just assigned a group, a group. You're assigned a number. a number, but you're not sure. What other that number than it, means. Other than it tells you, I believe, the time of day. It just it morning, say afternoon, morning afternoon, evening. And then when they call your number, you have two hours to get to there. So you do get a window, and you can leave, but you do have to be in the park with your whole party to check in and what seems to be going. Right now, like 8 o'clock, 8.30 seems to be, depending on park opening, seems to be when... They're running out of passes for the day. And one of our questions that we've gotten is, do we think that Disney is going to change park opening? Because what's happening right now is essentially people are queuing at the gates of Hollywood Studios. And it's sometime after 6 on most days. Yeah. Between 6.15 and 6.30, they're opening the gates. All the rides are open. So it's essentially extra magic hours for everyone every day. And then when you get in the park, you're either able to get on your phone and use my Disney experience, which, spoiler alert, may or may not work, but there are a ton up up and down, was it Hollywood? I guess that's Hollywood Boulevard right there, yeah. the, main, the main drag, are the, not the plaid guest service experiences, but the blue shirt guest service experiences, and there are a ton of them. Yeah, to try to help you. To try to help you, they have devices so they can get you in a boarding group. Um, if if you can, if, if you, you can, can make it, and I think they've been opening those between seven fifteen and seven forty five in the morning, and they make an announcement everywhere except for in Galaxy's Edge. So don't go straight to Galaxy's Edge because you will not hear the announcement that says boarding groups have opened, and that is because they're trying to keep the theme alive, which I don't understand at all. I really don't. Like that's one part where I go, why can you not say join a boarding group? And it's still Star Warsy jargon. Like right. I don't, I don't understand. But I guess they no, haven't making you- those announcements back in the back. So people who are in, you know, 
hanging by the rock and roller coaster will hear the announcement, but you're not going to hear the announcement there. Uh, I have to say, I'm going next week, and I have fully into, like told my kids, uh, we're not going to. There's a good chance we're not even going to try. Uh, I really would love to, but I can't imagine. My main problem is getting all three of my kids, only one of which can ride, but my wife, who would want to ride as well, getting all of us into the park super early with the potential of, one, severely disappointing them, and two, uh, having the having it not work or or not being able to. Like, if I could just take my son, we could wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, which is maybe what we do. Yeah, uh, I may do that and try to get a boarding group. But you're still talking about little kids, and it's going to be tough, and we don't have, you know, you can't just check in. If I could go in and check in everyone in a virtual queue, and like everyone with an active ticket in my party, I feel like that's a pretty easy thing. Do you know when you check in? Is it like that? Do I select everyone in my group like a fast pass? Yes. Okay, I haven't gone through the process. And then you can obviously. go through and add people to your party once, you, once you're assigned one. Okay. Um. So the strategy that I'm seeing, and I've been following – Actually, stressing me night. out. It's stressing me out. I spent last night just kind of going through. I went through the Diz and touring plans. Touring plans did a great. They sent two guys in um, on Saturday to kind of just see what, because that was that's a good day to test it. Sunday is currently when Extra Magic Hours morning for Hollywood Studios. For Hollywood Studios, so I would not recommend if you're staying off property to, to drive in on a Sunday and expect to ride the attraction. Yeah. Um, and right now the rules are very. They're changing. It's the Wild West. And it may be different by the time you're hearing this. So that's why I, I felt hesitant to to share a ton of information, especially since we haven't done it firsthand. And because me, as someone who's going in a week, I fully anticipated, I wholly hoped for this kind of system. But I think still the... Um, I think it's a trial one, and error thing. The capacity is so small that that is kind of a concern. Because unlike the Millennium Falcon, which still, even with that many people are going in right now, it's still not really hitting past an hour, 70 minutes, all that often. But with so many people trying to ride it, I just look, I much prefer being disappointed that you're not going to be able to ride the ride than to waste 10 hours of your day in line for something like Flight of Passage. So I do think this is a headed in the right direction. I just kind of wish you could make these reservations like you do Oga's Cantina or like you do to build a lightsaber. Like, Why does it have to be a situation? And you know what? hit people with charges that they don't make it just like you do with a dining reservation. Yep. Like I don't see what to me, that's the the fix, which is the night before or whenever it is, it opens up and you're able to go on and see if you can get or a month before, if you can get just like a fast pass, a fast pass. All this, this is a fast pass, but instead it's this weird old school fast pass that then if you miss out and you're not there at six 30 in the morning, you're out of luck. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very torn on it because Part of me is glad that the line system is being improved and things are changing. But there's another part of me that is, uh, as a parent trying to take our kids into the park to ride the brand new attraction you've been advertising for months, uh, it makes it uh, much more difficult. So it seems like, based on what I've seen the last couple of days, um, about, about 7 is kind of the parks have been opening at 8. And a little after seven is when boarding groups have been filling up. Yeah, I think yesterday was eight thirty. It was the latest it had been. Uh, and so, I, and I think you're today, kind of, I think you're going to see it get later for the next to you go next and week. Then, and then I think for two weeks at Christmas, it's going to be utter chaos. Yeah, and then and then it'll calm down again. And then it'll calm down again. I'm hoping that that's what we're just saying. We're just saying a rush of people. I'm glad they're limiting it to one per day. That was an issue where people were. 
stacking them high. Well, what was happening is Will is on my Disney experience and your Disney experience. So I would add him and you would add him. Right. And And now it's one ride a day. Yeah. One ride a day. And so, you know, and I think it's, it's definitely trial and error. I mean, they've got to figure the whole thing out. It's going to be interesting to see how they, how they figure it out. I look at it and do, I do kind of wonder specifically with these kind of issues, how much this, and you want a rabid fan community. You do. But how much so this is, again, something that could hurt your regular guests who are going because people are so, locals are slamming the gates and trying to get in. And are the, the, you know, the whole video of the entire attraction was up online within 12 seconds. And, you know, I personally have always had a problem with that. Yeah. It's not your, at one, I don't think that's your property to be sharing, but whatever, that's I mean, fine. But all of that happened during a media event. I mean, that's when they yeah. all got that footage. Yeah. So. Well, that footage, yes, but when they were posting full ride through. And look, I know these people's businesses. I got no beef with them. They got to compete and make money. But I just have a weird – I don't like when they, that seems to be the pre- predominant amount of people that are in line or people that are kind of cashing in on it. Yeah. But I get that there is part of that. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm very mixed on it. I'll, I'll be mixed on it until – I won't have a definitive answer until I try myself. And I will try, but the idea of – Going to the park at 7 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the morning. With no guarantee. With no guarantee. Or a guarantee to get it in the, late in the evening. Like, I You're just going to have to come back at 10 o'clock at night to do it. Right. right. And my kids are like, – there's I, my kid can't get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and also be up at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Pick one of them, sure. But that's why – why not tell me the day before? I have an active ticket. I understand maybe annual pass holders, that's probably a problem because annual pass holders could just eat through it. Because yep. if every day I could just go on and do it like I do a fast pass. I don't know. It feels like there's got to be a better way. Again, get penalized. Get the $50 charge. For your party of five. For your party $10. of five if yeah. you don't make it in. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting just to see. I think one of the things I wish they would do, you know, when Disneyland opened their Galaxy's Edge, that's how you you got you yeah. got in is they had a uh, they had a deal where if you stayed on property, you got a guarantee. Sign time, four hours. Yeah, and so I, I wish they were doing that for – the people that do spend the money and stay on property. Um, Michelle, who's watching live, her she's a listener of the show, and her son's actually a cast member. Um, cast members are blocked for the next three months at Hollywood Ooh. Studios. So their main their main gate pass is blocked. So, well, not unlike Disneyland was for, yeah. for the beginning of, of that. I don't know. I, and I think also what you're saying, interestingly, to avoid the negative attention that something like Flight of Passage got when there's six hour waits is we have there's no wait time you're never gonna know so i think that's an interesting thing i like this again i'm telling you i prefer this concept but i'd almost want to make my ride reservations when i'm making my dining reservations when i'm making my i don't get the difference like to me it makes total sense and then you could have a an area where yeah sure there's flux in it but i don't i don't know one of the questions we've got on our listener questions and bob just asked it again mm. is when do you think the lines are gonna be manageable there's and, no line. So to but, me, but when do you think it's going to be like a manageable? And I, I, I don't. What's think, manageable? You're going to be able to go in at 10 o'clock and get a reservation for the evening. You do start to think about like old school fast passes, the paper fast passes. They'd be eaten up for Space Mountain, you know, pretty much midday. Every day. Every. That's what I'm saying. Every day. You, they'd stop. You'd get if you got in there at 10 o'clock in the morning, you weren't getting a fast pass to Space Mountain until six or seven o'clock at night. Yeah. So is that manageable? If that's manageable. Within a with after the holidays, I do think there will be a time where you can be able to walk in at normal time and get a res, return time. I, I think it's going to be the period of time that it takes for essentially everyone to go ride the attraction one time. Mm-hmm. 
Because right now it's on everybody's, I've got to ride the ride. Everybody's going to ride it once and go, you know what? I'll wait until it dies down again and ride it again. Yeah. And so, you know, I think obviously right now Star Wars fandom is at level 10 with The Mandalorian. Yeah. The last the Skywalker movie, coming out. You know, the, the last of the Skywalker movies coming mm-hmm. out. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be, if you're if you're thinking you're going to go on spring break and it's going to be chill, you're thinking wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I mean, going to be. Flight of Passage right now is posted two hours. And we're how many years later? Yeah. I mean, three years later yeah. from opening? Yeah, on a random. My wife has still not ridden Flight of Passage. Wow. We're annual pass holders. And I've been for 10 plus years. And, and you've probably been to the parks. And on I've been on Flight of Passage once. You've been to the parks probably you guys have probably made a good 15 trips since flight of passage has been open oh yeah with the house and having to do all the redos and everything yeah how many times have you gone to animal kingdom though that's not like your top part five times yeah. <laughs> love animal kingdom Animal Kingdom is, is our we don't yeah. go every trip and if you're yeah. listening to the show right now you should judge him as a listener for that i don't know you know i watched the imagineering story and it got to that part about animal kingdom there's a little bit of it that kind of freaked me out when they're just like oh look we're building the depravity of society just like oh I'm yeah like, that guy. Like, joe Rody. yeah joe Rody. like i don't With know it, it, like yeah. it, i mean i like him and all and i think he's a creative he's acquired taste guy but like when he was saying that i'm like i never looked at it that way joe Rody. and thank mm-hmm. you i will never look at it another way again other than you're creating manufactured <laughs> you, you poverty know that he has the biggest podcast Joe Rody, the Joe Rody experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he had Snowden. <laughs> Millions of people he had Snowden, he had Snowden right? on. Uh, uh, Alex Jones for four hours. Fantastic. Sober, he does Sober October. <laughs> he does Sober October yeah. every year. Every year with Bill Burr, Kreischer, and Tom Segura, and uh, Ari Shafir. Bill Burr thought about joining in this year. Didn't. Didn't. No. Well, S- tapered. Yeah. Tapered. Doug Stanhope. Yeah. Uh, These are all names of the Joe Rody experience. I thought it was Bill Blur. Bill? Yeah, Bill Blur. That's him. Yeah. He's hilarious. <laughs> Bill yeah, Blur. Blur is the Bill, Bill Burr come up and tie it back in in the upcoming episode of The Mandalorian. I believe I would be willing to see the next episode <laughs> so, of The Mandalorian. Ooh. You'd be willing to what? Bet it's the next episode of The Mandalorian. Excite. We'll see. Excite. Hands down, one of my. This is the best day I've ever been on. One of my favorite questions that we've ever gotten for listener questions. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think we all should answer toilet this. roll paper. Over or under? I don't know. Over. Let me let me pull this it's funny up because it's true. We've it, gotten that question. We, we've gotten that question. In a zombie apocalypse. Again? How much? No. Oh, okay. No, no. That was a good joke, there, Terry. Let's talk about white zombie. The uh, band. Yeah. Hey, while he's looking at it, do you want to do the thing? Our friend about Travelmation? Yeah. Want to talk about Travelmation? If you want to talk about Travelmation, I'll talk about Travelmation. That's at travelmation.net/slash/wdw today. That's before we're going to get to listener questions. We're going to tell you about our friends there. You got. You Adam Duckworth. You got you, Duckworth. you got your Tim Elrod. You got your Elrod. You got some other people there as well. Those I, other people there as well. They haven't been here in the studio, so I haven't. Yeah. Well, no, you know John. Who is your Travelmation guy? John Rogers. John Rogers. I can't. Joe Roddy. Nope, that's not him. Joe can't Roddy. Reveal my surface. Wait, I can't I reveal Joe my Roddy. sources though. All but right. they know stuff. They all went on the ride. Uh, yeah, I know that. And uh, I tried to trade a bottle of Buffalo Trace for a VIP treatment at the ride, and uh, I was told no. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. It's travelmation.net slash WDW today. They are our official travel partner, and they're authorized Disney vacation planners. What I like about them is they take all the hassle out. They're doing it right now for actually, to tie it back into earlier, my wife's best friend, mm-hmm. who is Will's wife's cousin. Yeah. Who is also married to Amanda's stepbrother? My wife. Right, right. 
She's helping him out. She takes care of the family. Got to take care of the family. Travel nation. She had not planned a trip to Walt Disney World, and now he's Our taking care of it. Our families are from Alabama. I was going to say yeah. Roll Tide. <laughs> not joking. Don't never a... say that. Why would you say that crap? Uh-oh. You got to take care of it. Stop. What the Stop. heck are you saying? Don't take care. You ruined the ad rate, you Terry. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Why would uh, you do they that? They take care of your dining reservations. They'll take care of your travel, your accommodations. They'll help you with fast passes. They'll give you the best advice on how to do fly to pass. Not fly to pass. That too. But how to do... Uh, all of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, including, hey, I actually got like a nice like tip sheet on Galaxy's Edge from our, our friends at Travelmation from the day uh, we were there at Disneyland. He said, here's how you do it. So they provide first class service with never any fees, and we can't recommend them higher. They are just a great, great source for your Disney travel. If you've never used a travel agent, give it a shot. doesn't cost you anything. See if you like it. Don't just be the Disney expert in the corner. Do it. And if you are that Disney expert and you think sometimes, hey, I could I could do this for people. I could make a little do a little side hustle. That's right. Go to travelmation.net slash WDW today and click join our team where you can become a member a uh, travel vacation planner. Yeah. Authorized. Authorized. Authorized Disney vacation planner. Leave this mid world with memories, not dreams. Again, that is at travelmation.net slash WDW today. Tell them Terry sent you. I just like that idea. Yeah. You know what? Use I the hashtag say. if you're tweeting about him. Terry sent, <laughs> Terry sent, Terry sent me. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna start? No. Instead of a side hustle, I'm gonna call it a side slow roll. Mm. Oh, not hustling, but I mean, yeah. From time to time, it's like so a, it'll ev- it will get done. <laughs> it's kind of like being it's like it's gonna get done. It's so like you, if you're into woodworking, uh-huh. you can claim <laughs> success. <laughs> it takes forever. Yeah, it takes forever. <laughs> it just kind of just as time goes on. Yeah, it's a slow roll. Yeah. Terry, how do you feel about Gary V's uh, statement that you need to make a hundred pieces of social media content every day? Whew. That's what he said. I watched the thing about it. A hundred unique. I mean, pieces. I liked a hundred things. Well. There's Whoa. a whole. Here, actually, there's a, an entire. It's an interesting thought about. There's it. an entire slide deck that he's created on it of how it, how easy actually that is. I don't mind the ease of it. I just What's feels a like a lot. Slide deck, like it's a, a slow like, roll. A, like a keynote, like a keynote presentation, like a PowerPoint. Oh. I don't think it's that hard when you did broke it. It's like break a millennial program that replaced I just don't PowerPoint. Know I need a hundred pieces of content every day. Well, I guess when you break it down over 10 forms of social media, it's like Twitter, oh, Instagram, I, Snapchat, Facebook, yeah. Snapchat, Stories. and then saying like, okay, and then you got to curate. He made a big deal. He's like, I'm not going to send the same thing to Australia as I'm going to do to Mexico. I don't know what this has to do with Disney. It just made me think about it. That yeah. sounds exhausting. It was. And that he cursed relates at me to, to a Disney. bunch. Yeah. He cursed at you. <laughs> Always through the camera. There's so much cursing at Logan. Yep. So much cursing. Yeah. So here we go. I've got the, I've got the question up. That's what happens if you're a witch. And I think we should we should we should give give ours and then let we'll assign personalities. What are we? This is what, fun. What are we talking about? Jonathan we, Van asks. Oh, these are questions. Okay, I, I didn't know where we were headed. Go ahead. Yep. If you could pick one Disney attraction to describe your personality, which one would it be and why? Oh, Country Bears for me. Are we gonna pick other people's? Or are we pick ourselves? <laughs> yes. No, like um, so we're picking everyone. Or we could pick everyone and then we could each say what. Okay. Uh, Will, you are. You said the country bears for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would go more with Winnie the Winnie the Mini Adventures and Winnie the Pooh. I'm a Pooh Bell. Just because I talk like him? No. You kind of act know. like him. Old Eeyore? You're kind, of, you're kind of the rabbit. Soren for Will. I am rabbit. <laughs> you're kind of the rabbit. I am rabbit. <laughs> he even looked like the rabbit today. Yeah. <laughs> it's Soren for Will for some reason. I don't know. He's <laughs> speaking to me. I don't know why. All right. Terry? I'm not Don't going with Dumbo because it's just too obvious. Mm. That sounded mean, but if you know Terry, you know what I mean. It's too <laughs> loves, obvious to call you Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> uh, I'm a, let's see. Let's see here. Terry, you're uh, 
think of a good one for you. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking, you know, maybe you're... Uh, the Carousel of Progress. Yeah. Oh, y'all see that video? You see that video? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. We'll just talk about that after. Uh, I Terry, haven't seen it. Terry, I got to think about yours. I'm not sure. I'm having a, I'm having a blank. Terry. I mean, because he like, likes to look I, forward thinking, like the, the thing, like think about your future. You're the people mover. Oh, oh you're the that's people good. Mover. Oh, Terry's, that's the, deep. Terry's the people that's, mover. That's, that's deep. Yeah, Terry's the people mover. People mover with lights on at Space Mountain. People oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, the best. Grease is clearly Splash, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. <laughs> We're all down Splash Mountain. See, I was okay. thinking of my experiences when I do listen to the podcast from time to time. I was thinking he might be Big Thunder. Yeah, no. someone said the Barnstormer. <laughs> oh. I'm getting all three of those. Barnstormer <laughs> makes sense because of Barn Nights. That was Ross, Ross Wetzel. Oh, Ross that's smart. Ross is a, well done. Lot, I'm a, well done, Ross. You're, you're kind of a Matt living Lott with the land. Matt is body wars. I'm body wars. I'm absolutely body wars. Is he kind of like a nickname? Like, can I go around like, what's up? They call me Barnstormer. <laughs> I, like I feel that. like you could. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you can get away with Splash Mountain, too. Really? Try yeah. it. No, Splash Barnstormer, nobody <laughs> knows that's a Disney got too ride. many other connotations it could be. <laughs> yeah, he should free, just try it. Show right? degrees. I he don't know if you know. <laughs> he's he's yeah, a weird Will, dude. Will would say I have a lot of connotations. I like living with the land for the, yeah. that lot. <laughs> Not Body Wars? Well, Body, Body Wars is Wolf. closed. So. Oh. Body Wars um, is good, too. Tell me, why living with the land? I don't know. You seem Christmas to be, overlay, though. You seem to be of the land. I'm there. I'm there. The Christmas overlay of living with is the it? land. I watched a video of because I want to take the kids on it. It looks pretty fun. Except like for there's a house boring. that they didn't decorate. The one thing easy to decorate for Christmas is that house and living with the What happened? He just said, did you call me living with the land because it's boring? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I feel like it's because I'm boring. It's no, a good place to no, you can be like astral orbiters. You love space I love stuff. Astro. I love You're a peaceful, I like You're space. peaceful man. I am at peace. Right, I know. That's mm. why. Yeah. I'll, here, let me, throw out, let me throw out mine. For people, Grease, Splash Mountain. That was the easiest. <laughs> yeah, that's that was just, like just second one. Mm. It was like Splash Mountain. Mm. Um, Will is the entire world showcase. I could, I could. Only the beverage places. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you're a beverage stand. You're a beverage stand. That's an attraction to he's me every time I go to. Epcot. He's just tipsy ducks in love. Is what that's he is. my attraction. That, that's the the, <laughs> my uh, favorite, the tip. Uh, Kelly Crow song. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, I'm gonna say. Um, uh, Dipsy ducks in I'd say the... Disney World, you're Space Mountain. Disneyland, okay. you're the Matterhorn. Oh, oh, I'm okay with either of those. Yeah. Terry. Why? Is it because I'm unpredictable? Sure. And <laughs> the rock, the, the rock solid of uh, class. I'm a classic. There's a, there's a lot of story there. As Ric uh. Flair would say, oldest ride, longest line. There you go. Space Mountain. Uh, uh, uh. That's good. Terry, you are It's a Small World after all. Ouch. No, it's Why is great. That an long and annoying. <laughs> if you've, and I know you've seen the Imagineering story. Yes, but the the outside overlay of it's a small world in Disneyland is like a freaking treasure. It's amazing. He just you called know. you a treasure. He's saying yeah. your outside overlay is a treasure. <laughs> got, a nice, got a nice overlay. <laughs> hey man, I like your overlay. <laughs> this uh, show's funny. <laughs> Grease, I yeah. think if, if you weren't Splash Mountain, I'd probably say Big Thunder or Barnstormer for you. Yeah. Okay. In name only Barnstormer, I think, is the best. It's yeah. just hilarious it's to just... say. Well, and the goofy thing, too. You kind of see yeah. it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, you can probably And do you kind of get on the ride and go, why did we just wait in line for that? <laughs> but it's kind of fun, you're, too. You're you know right. what I mean? That's the thing about the throwing shade at you. Did you it's kind of fun. You it's, get done with it and you're like, You just said, hmm, why did fun. we wait yeah. in line for you? But you're looking at the mm. Tron coaster the whole time. You're like, that's going to be fun. Yeah. That's 
Ugh. Right now, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you know what I like about your sweatshirt here? Well, not today. Lots I didn't know it's been with you all day. Lots of color. It appears like you are the Peter Parker trying, like when he's still yes. making the suit. I've done it. Like, look, 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 like, look at the click. It's like you're, you're building it still. Like you're waiting to it. put the spider in Lamont, and then once you did, you're you have that hoodie suit. Nailed like, it. Like the, uh, I mean, that's a positive, by the way. No, yeah. and he's like, that's the best, nicest thing anyone's I'm ever said to me. You're living on the land. You're living with the <laughs> living land. Living on the land. So uh, that is something we could talk about. Living with the land is again. They did a a Christmas overlay uh, during the just the garden portion of it, and it has a uh, Christmas lights and. Snowman uh, and, and snowman and yeah. we're gonna do it. I think this next time for if, if we're at Epcot at night, if we're not, probably won't. But like I said, there is a house that's a big giant set that didn't get touched. I uh, could have just gone oh, like down in to, the in the just gone to Home Depot and uh, throw some lights on that. Sucker. I mean, those it's ready to go. I'm sure there's real reasons, but you know, it, it was a lot. There's a Christmas overlay. Instead, you just see uh, as the uh, Polar Express that I went on would say, "That's the Grinch's house." I went mm. on the Polar Express. Was by it the way. a is a homeless camp? What was it? You went by. Uh, it was an abandoned home. Yeah, that's what I felt like. <laughs> yep. You told me it went through like rough places. It, it was did. an abandoned home. It did. Uh, it passed. Rough neighborhood. So we went to the Polar Express. It was which, the Polar Express that's on the other side of the tracks. Where you took the, uh, yeah, it was. And it's where you took a train. We did it in, out of, uh, oh crud, outside, inside, Western North Carolina has it. I forget where. It's like the Great Smoky Mountain Railroad. And we uh, rode the the Polar Express to the, the North Pole. Part of the problem with the American uh, rail lines now is that they the the areas of town they cut through are not the greatest, real rough. But what's cool is when you got to the North Pole, uh, it was all set up. You went through the, the ice tunnel. They did the whole hot chocolate dance from uh, the Polar <laughs> Express. And clearly, I've not seen this film. Santa hopped on the train. It was a really uh, great. I experience. know nothing of this hot chocolate. They passed dance. the church that Santa. You've not seen the Polar Express. That, no, I have not. It's not pretty long. You'll never um, forget those eyes. Yeah, I watched it. We watched it the night before. It's a, it's a bit creepy, but it's they just stare right at you. Is and it then, the one in three? Tom Hanks in? Yeah, it's a Zemeckis animation. Yeah, read the book. It's shorter. Yeah, uh, yeah. as you'd expect. Old old Tom Hanks. But we passed the um, the church that Santa and Mrs. Claus got married in that over a thousand like a years ago. Story. They said, "Who would have known, Santa?" Is a bad Southern Baptist. <laughs> That's Western North Carolina, all right. Because it was a Southern Baptist church. All I also out love that that guy also that was your tour guide does videos uh, on YouTube about wrestlers and their children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John Cena. No kids of his own. All right. <laughs> other questions that have come in we should probably take. Oh, there, was other... one, there was one that came in three months ago. Yes, let's do this and one. And I never... Got back to her because this, this is a, actually a really good yeah, question. Yeah, I think we I think I may we may have talked about. It I get before. a text this morning with a screenshot from our 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 mess our messenger on Facebook. Yeah. And by the way, when you have a Facebook page, the way that Facebook kind of gets you those messages, sometimes you get them instantly, and sometimes it's like you'll get them five days later. Yeah. And it's like so. This was to my personal one. No. Oh, okay. Um, back in September, and she asked a question, Melissa, and I said, "Do you want me to answer this on the show or answer it right now?" Because I'm happy to answer it. And she said, "On the show." And um. Uh, Today, she was like, are you ever going to get to my question? <laughs> you jerk. Uh, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot, which is true. Uh, so her question was, hey, Logan. She said, I'm not sure where to send this, but here it is. What's, the, what's <laughs> Clearly, the, you picked wrong. Yeah. What's the- <laughs> Logan's personal page. What is the right best place. off-site places to eat in Orlando? So the best off-property places to eat in Orlando. Now, here's the deal. Around the parks, you're mostly going to find your chain restaurants. 
even outside of property. So there isn't like, a, there's some good local places and we've mentioned them before, but if you're talking about like right adjacent to the parks, right outside like that downtown Disney di or Disney Springs district, right outside there, you're talking about your pretty run of the mill. You're talking about your chilies. You're talking about your friendlies. Yeah. You're talking about your, your Chevys. You got <laughs> Wait a second, is there a friendlies near? Gone out of business. Oh. I think Friendlies is gone. Because, man, if there was a Friendlies nearby, I would. You're talking about your Western Sizzler. Mm. You're talking about your Golden Perkins. Corral. Your Golden Corral. You're your talking Perkins. about your Dennis. Angel Seafood Buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Beat up. Formerly uh, Angel's like 50s I have, diners. Yeah. I, have a, I have a pro tip. I don't mm. know if it's pro, but I have a tip. Mm. Oh, Lord. Okay. Saunter on over to Winter Park. It's a bit of a haul. I know, but. First, they said Orlando in general, get, though. Yes, you will get great off property food in Winter Park. Yes. Yes. And. And a really cool, cool downtown area. Yes. Bars everywhere. You can just, you know, say hey to some alligators hanging around. They got them down there. Yeah. So. Winter Park is a great place to go. There's some great restaurants down there. It's I can't like think the of Franklin, Tennessee of it is. Florida. Yeah. It's, it's where Rollins College is, home of Mr. Rogers. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun fact. Hmm. And, and apparently there's a great um, Mr. Rogers mural. mural. There. Oh, I'm not that aware. I've You're, seen people post pictures with it. He and his wife donated tons of money to that area. It's a really beautiful mm -hmm. area. It's where Carrot Top lives, uh, also. So go uh, see Chain of Lakes. Go seek out CT. The Chain of Lakes. The uh, the two that come to mind, John Rogers just posted this one. It's kind of a Central Florida. They're all over. Is the Four River Smokehouse is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, but not not super near. You got to you got to make a little commitment. Yeah, yeah, you got to hail down. There's some in in Winter Garden. I think there's maybe one in Kissimmee. There's one on the other side of Kissimmee. Not yeah, that's like, what I mean, like 25 minutes. Not like minutes. Animal Kingdom side of Kissimmee, but like the... I mean, the ones that we've talked about a lot are obviously Columbia. Yep. That's a restaurant that's in Celebration. Really, Celebration. Celebration is a great, especially right now, is a great place to go off property. It's snowing nightly there. Uh, it is. They have whole Christmas markets. They have ice skating. Uh, we're, I'm taking my kids. We're, going, we're only going to be in Disney World or, or Orlando for like three nights coming up next week. But one of those nights, uh, we're planning on going to Celebration because it is a load of fun, uh, good food. Uh, there's like a Boston um, tavern there that's pretty fun. Uh, not the best restaurants in the world. Columbia, I think, is great. Columbia uh, is one of the yeah, better Columbia restaurants is great. in the world. But other than that, I think the rest are fine. There's a good sushi place. There's good places in Celebration, but Celebration's a great off-property, much like you said, Winter Park. is a great off-property experience. You could spend a few hours there. So I'm going to sneeze real quick. Y'all keep talking. Good luck. Oh, it passed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Logan passed a sneeze. Mm. Another uh, one would be. We're all used to talking for hours on end, but as soon as Logan has a sneeze and softballs like, it to us, somebody take over quickly. We're all just like, oh. Grease we're starts all humming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Humming, humming hymns over I here. don't know words. Oh, I, I know a couple. If you have some suggestions, guys, post them in there. I know we've seen some Four Rivers. We've seen some Flippers Pizza. We've seen some people posting some stuff. Uh, the other one that my go-to is Jerusalem Restaurant, oh, was, uh. which is um, a little bit away. It's on closer to medieval times on 192, so the other side of 192. Uh, it is in a shady-looking strip mall. Um, and not, not – let's just – it's a shady strip mall. It's not shady-looking. It's shady. Oh, I know. It's got a, It has a twisty treat in the, in the parking lot, so if you've got a twisty treat so in the parking lot, they can't be that shady. Right. A burned-down Taco Bell. It's a burned-down hey. Taco Bell. Still the <laughs> I don't know if that's still – there's definitely a Taco Bell there. It was – you're right. It was uh, half out of business last time I was there. 
But it used to be home of the Red Dog Saloon. It's gone now there, too. Okay, now that I'm saying it out loud, a lot of things that are gone. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's shady just because you're out of business. Well, it's, in a, it's in an interesting area. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. And you're going to walk in and go, what am I doing? If you're not used to eating uh, in these kinds of areas, especially if you're Walt Disney World, you know, there's no trash on the floor. You know, it's perfect and beautiful. Perfect. Um, that old vocal and then crack. you go to uh, Jerusalem, which I think is the most authentic Middle Eastern cuisine you're going to have uh, outside of the Middle East. And it is phenomenal. So it's not a every trip for us, but whenever we have extra time, it's a it's a great stop. So take a look at is it. Is that the same chain as the one that used to be in Nashville? No, it's not a chain. Okay. And also, if you thought that that restaurant was a chain that we went to in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was named the same thing. Like, it's just like Chili's. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> the Chili's too. It's like an airport chili. We have a Chili's too. <laughs> Oh man! What's the best restaurant eat at the Orlando Airport? Orlando International Airport. You know that, uh, the the one this. that was owned by uh, uh, was it Caskin Larder? What's the one that's right there in the Southwest area? Yeah, Caskin Larder. It's yeah. uh, it's incredible. I love it. Incredible. Yes, it, it's incredible food. It's um, Ravenous Pig. The people who own Ravenous Pig and also the restaurant in the other uh, Disney pig. Springs, the Polite, polite Pig. pig. Oh, I like they, that place. It's like very uh, great restaurateurs. And Cask and Larder used to be um, in Winter Park as well. They had a location, but they expanded Ravenous Pig, and they moved Cask and Larder to only into the airport. And it's delicious. Grease ate there. Uh, we ate there after the pod cruise. Oh, yes. Remember we had that delicious sandwich? Yeah, good, that was a really good. really good breakfast I know sandwiches, what you're talking too. About like a, like a, we had good. like a hot chicken sandwich. My bloodstream felt like... Sandpaper, mm -hmm. but they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The burger, burger, the burger at least entered, and I need to go. You don't even remember what we ate. Here's, so. here's I had a burger. No, you didn't. We had I a hundred percent had a burger. If you have time, Please, we had hot chicken sandwiches, but you, they have the Southern Cuban, which has. Hear me cheese? out. No, I might have had the no. Southern Cuban. Hear me out. Collard greens, pepper jelly. Yeah, I've had this. Swiss cheese pickles and whole grain. Mustard. I didn't have that. We corrupted this question, but I just thought about this. Is up. in the airport. It's off property. It's yeah. the, this is actually. I would argue that most people are going to come into contact with their best option off property. Mm. Yep. Macaroni grill. There's a full size macaroni grill. National chicken, hot which honey, is, Alabama white which, sauce. By the way, you gotta have a lot of time on your hands. Cheese. You gotta have a lot of time on your hands pre-gate. You know when you do go, have time on your hands really. is if you listen to the cruise lines and you book your flight for when they tell you to book them, and then you're like, oh. I'm at the airport at 7.30 in the morning, Yeah, and my flight doesn't leave till 3. You're like, perfect time for macaroni grill. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they have that. They also, uh, there's a Chick-fil-A, and there's a whole other area, fast food area, that is on the pre-security like side. Mm -hmm. There's a lot pre-security. I met Funaki there from the WWE the last time. Nice. You can't say that. <laughs> Orlando Airport's just... An attraction all of it. Of Booming with professional wrestlers. If you're looking for wrestlers, <laughs> Orlando Airport is perfect. I once saw Jake the Snake with no shirt on there. Ooh. Uh, so, at least a guy who looked like Jake the Snake. I'm cool. not sure if it was him. It was a guy that looked like him. It so. was. He was wearing actually an open, it was an open flannel, like flannel, no sleeves, but unbuttoned completely. It was the grease in the uh, worst time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was 2035 grease. Which is the best of all. Open grease. face flannel. Fifty year old grease. Open face. Yeah, open face. We call open that open face. Grease. <laughs> open face. Open you guys face. should sell open face flannels. They're just vests, I guess. <laughs> essentially, 
<laughs> there's no button. There's no button. Well, you don't have the opportunity. T-shirt with the middle cut out. They have, yeah. No, there's oh, still sleeves. Kind of like a T-shirt hey, in the middle. I got one of those grease open face tees. I got to let them breathe. Um, let them breathe. Tea. Tea. Any other questions? Ooh. No, keep going. We keep Look going. It up. Look keep, it up. Keep, oh, yeah. Going. Greasetees.com is definitely Don't go different. there. Don't go there. Moving on. How are you spelling that? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> I'm that Jack Nicholson yeah, guy right now. I hate all y'all. No, you don't. <laughs> you love us. Sacred. Nothing the, is we sacred. We got the Twitter questions. Hey, Terry, see. I have a question for us. Kind of okay. alongside or along the same lines. Host questions. Host question. Because I've been watching the Imagineering story, and this is fun. Johnny, my son, has totally, he's all in on the Imagineering story. He got sick yesterday, stayed home from school. So is Riker. Spent the entire day watching the Imagineering story. He loves it. It's a good day. But, um, They've been covering in these most recent episodes the the parks around the world, and so I didn't know if you guys had been to any of the other parks around the world, and if if you have, which one was your favorite, and if you haven't been to one, which one would you like to go to? I've only been to Paris, mm-hmm. and one of the things I would love the most about the, the Imagineering story is the deep dives that it's taken on some of the guys, like Tony Baxter, Bob Gurr, um just longer kind of ex- yeah. about kind of their story. They, the Joe Rody one they did. Um, and the way that they described Disneyland Paris was we're going to build the most beautiful park in the world. And they did that. I think it's really one of the prettiest places I've ever been. Um, I would like to go. I was going to say I really wanted to go to Shanghai for a while just because it had some of the newer attractions. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're going to get all of those in Orlando. I feel like Is we're going to Is that the one get- with Mystic Mountain? Uh, I think that's Tokyo. That's no, Tokyo. no, that is Shanghai. That is Shanghai. I think it's Tokyo, Shanghai. Mystic Manor. Tokyo Mystic and Manor. Tokyo Disney sees the race what? to Mystic Mountain. That's those are the t- those are the two that we're both trying uh, that I really really want to get to those parks. And, I'd agree with that. Yeah. The, the, after watching that special, I feel like the Japan, the Tokyo parks, because uh, you also can hit Universal. They have Universal and Osaka. Mm. If you made that trip, if you were going as a theme park nerd, there's other options you can go to. Uh, that would be probably yeah. Disney Sea looks incredible, and it, it made more sense to me after watching that because in my head it was always kind of more I think Sea Sea World, mm-hmm. not I think Sea like land and sea, and it really is kind of vaguely Sea like Sea themed itself themed park. Yeah. It made a lot more sense. It's real interesting on the Disney Sea one that they didn't talk about how they originally had it for Long Beach. It was originally going to be Michael Eisner had proposed it. There, there was this. They, Michael Eisner presented it to like the city council of Long Beach, and there was a very, very famous like front page, like where they basically like like the Virginia one they showed. Like yeah, yeah. It was very much America. like that. It was around that same. And I and I lived I lived in Prince William County, Virginia. Yeah, is where right. I live. So it was a bummer when that did happen. Man, yeah. when, I remember when that, reading about that when it came on the the show. I was like, oh yeah, because when we were kids. And our parents were like, "There's gonna be a Disney over here." And yeah, it's probably a lot of our parents um, either took us or dreamt about taking you to Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, because uh, it's so educational. It is awesome. And now that part of like Northern Virginia is just awesome. strip malls and oh. track. Yeah, honestly, like Williamsburg in general is not like other than the Colonial Williamsburg is just kind of like that's a bummer. Yeah, diners and strip malls and houses. Yeah, and, although <laughs> that Bush Gardens, I think is probably one of my. Outside of a Disney park is I was one more of, the, of a King's Dominion man. I was myself. a King's Dominion yeah. man myself. Mm. No, bigger, well. bigger thrills. I, I had season passes when, when I lived in North Virginia. Both. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like a pretty theme park and just like, oh, yeah. it felt more like a 
a Disney level. Yeah, the, like, Paramount's King's Dominion did not have that. Yeah, uh, it, no, it was raucous. It was it the had, Six Flags it, uh, it After Dark. The, it was no. the first <laughs> theme park, I believe, to get uh, metal detectors. Was uh, King's Dominion? Was King's Dominion. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked at that. I love that a Wayne's World area. Uh, nice. The Hurler roller the coaster. The Hurler, man. And, and a, the, Re- a Stan, the Rebel Yell. Yeah, Stan Makita's Donuts. It was horrible, but it was fun to be there. All the Bugs Bunny characters and those rocking around. Uh, Let, let's get back to some questions because I feel like that would there be... Was, there, there was an answer. We didn't answer that question. None oh. of us answered. Just Terry, you answered. You answered a thought? <laughs> no, no, I, didn't. I would like to go to Shanghai personally. Yeah. I, I think that would be super cool. That And it's based off... I know that the stuff's coming, but it's almost like saying, well, you've got Space Mountain at, at Disney World. You don't need to go to Disneyland to me. You know, like I feel like there's still going to be the cool factor mm-hmm. of going to it. Everything that I've seen, it looks really cool. Um, if I were over there, I'd just, you know, I'd make the trip and go to Tokyo too. But yeah. Shanghai would probably be at the top of my list. And I'd, I'd take my Paris. girls to Tokyo to see the, it's a small world with the princesses. They have that at Disneyland, California. Disneyland. Yeah, California. they put it in You can just Disneyland. take your kids. To, Didn't know that. Take your kids on a three-hour flight. Be there. The, that latest episode. We were just they, there. They well, talk not about just how controversial. Well, did you how write recent? It? Did they uh, up years ago? Uh, ten years ago. There's ten years. Probably ago? a good fifteen minutes on the Imagineering story <laughs> with Kim with Kim Irvine talking about adding those characters to it. I outrage. just don't remember seeing those when yeah. we. They're I mean, very we, subtle. Honestly, when they showed all of them in this, I was like, I passed that and never thought that was Cinderella. Yeah, it's like that. There's uh-huh. the only one I remember was Aladdin and uh, the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Other than those, I don't. They don't feel like they all stay. In Woody and Jesse. And Woody and Jesse. Yeah. It was interesting how that's, she that's talked the about one. every time Disney's going to do something, they have to deal with the fan base. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we, you know, we they shamed with that a the lot. they shamed the fan base for sure in that segment in a good way. But yeah, also in a good way. In a way that was like it was like okay, deal with it. Yeah. I have been to Paris, uh, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. And I think with Paris, there's a couple things. It is very pretty. I have not been since Hollywood Studios, or I think it's Hollywood Studios. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Disney Studios. Disney Studios. I've not been since they've done that. Bob Iger repackage. Yeah. Where they're, they're in the middle of it now, really. Yeah. When I went, it was exactly how they explained it, which was you just walked around and we're kind of, kind of like, right. what is this? I'll be honest. When I, when we went, the most exciting thing was, oh, look, Tom Bancroft's still over here. That was oh, yeah, yeah, the Animation Academy was still there. The uh, Crush roller coaster you don't talk about. I love that ride. That's a fantastic ride. Uh, and I really liked Disneyland Paris. I haven't been in about 11, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I did notice, the one takeaway is, yes, it is beautiful, and there are things about it that's great, and their downtown Disney district is, is really fun. <clears throat> there are things that will happen, at, I feel like probably a lot of the international parks, but definitely at Disneyland Paris, where stuff you just wouldn't see in Walt Disney World. Like, there's a big neon sign that says Disneyland Paris. I remember, like, the eye was out. Just stuff like that, like subtle, like mm. like how Shoney sometimes says honeys. <laughs> it was like that. Mm-hmm. It's true. Highway 96 in Franklin. I love to go give me one of them breakfast buffets at the Honeys. <laughs> the show just, it's made me want to go. Like, it's given me this boost to want to go to parks around sure. the world. You know? Sure, because there always has been that, like, again, we were in Paris, and we're like, well, let's go. It's hard to, even mm-hmm. as a super theme park fan, as all of us are, it's hard to be like, I'm going to travel to yeah. Tokyo for this. If there was another reason I'm going to Tokyo, obviously you want to see the culture and all that. Right. But it's not like going to Disney World or Disneyland, which was I will travel to Florida or California just for that and see nothing else and not mm-hmm. feel like I yeah, – it's, it's a long flight. Expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. Very expensive. It just made, I, I guess I always thought like – because Space Mountain in Disneyland is different than it is in Disney World. But then 
the one they showed in Paris. It's unbelievable. Is that drastically, was unbelievable. It looks so cool. I was That's one of the best rides hunt. I've ever done in my life. Yeah. It just, we, it, I was like, I got to try to go to these other the, parks now. This is amazing. Space Mountain at Disney World. Can we just can we just mirror Disneyland? Well, Disneyland right because now is I still... Like, my daughter wants to ride Space Mountain so bad. It's now Hyperspace Mountain at Disneyland. You just which mean is, you want the cars. Which you is want to sit next to your kid. Yeah. I need they to sit nice. next That's to my same, child it is nice. so that they don't stand up and try to, like, get scared. Like, if my daughter gets scared. Starts trying to climb. And knows that I'm behind her. She'll try to I, climb in. I, I feel like she would try to get to me. I don't know what would happen, but uh, my son done it. But I feel the same way. Because my, my son actually wanted to do Splash Mountain. We were out at Disneyland. Uh, for the opening galaxies out, she's like, I want to do Splash Mountain. And then he saw that it's just individuals. Mm. And he was like, Nope. 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 <laughs> He's like, I need, because they need to just be able to grab onto you for a moment and go, ah, and, you know, deal. Mm-hmm. My favorite moment of Riker at a theme park was when you guys went to uh, Splash Mountain and then he got to the top at the. Oh, he still talks about it. He's talking about when he got to the top of a Splash Mountain. Yeah. And he was like, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life or yeah, something he like said, that. he said he did it and he loved it. And then at the end, he said, I got to the top and I could not breathe. And he was four and he said that. That was like when Johnny wrote it. He, we, The ride broke at the bottom of the final hill. And we yeah. just sat there and the the vultures are staring at you. Just the worst and he time. Was, the whole time he was like, I can handle this, I can handle this. I can. And then that part happened he was like, I don't know. You know, it, that was it. And then we're going down this giant yeah. ride. Classic. Yeah, it's, a, it's great. Classic. Any moment. other questions? I think this has been a fun show. It has been a fun I show. I have enjoyed myself thoroughly. Oh. Uh, John Rogers wants to know. This This is the, John, I, Rocker? John, John Rocker? John Rogers. John gonna, Rocker? John Rocker sending us. <laughs> Speak of the devil. We were just talking about John Rocker. <laughs> I'm going to address this to you John. You have some fun. To, go to, look to at Logan. John Rocker's AMA uh, answers. Yeah. They are hardcore. It is. Uh, uh, <laughs> have you seen the new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer? What, do you, what did you think? Uh, no, I missed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched it, and I am not exaggerating. I would be willing to guess 65 times or wow. so. Yeah, he ain't lying. I watched it at least a dozen times. I've watched it with my son a few times. Okay, I'd probably will say, let's lowball it. I've watched it 30 or 40 times. Um, I absolutely I love it. And I love it. And I love the story. And I love the angle they're going for. Uh, I said to these guys, and I know this doesn't have anything to do with Disney, so, but it kind of does. And here's where it does. Because it kind of ties into Galaxy's Edge. The Void. Edge. Well, The Void. But this is where it ties into me, to Galaxy's Edge and the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. In the trailer, so if you didn't see the trailer, uh, sorry, whatever. Uh, They essentially say this is Egon, who's Harold Ramis, who's passed away, his grandchildren. I mean, it's, who's your grandfather? And then she opens up a thing and it says Spangler on his name tag. So it's like, it's saying, like, this is Egon's grandkids. It's like if in Star Wars they had just said, you know what, Ray is Luke's daughter. And there's something about it that immediately you care a whole lot more because you have a connect. There's connective tissue to those original characters. People have said they, they, I hope the original guys aren't cameos. I hope they're not either. But if they are at this point, I honestly don't care because as long as they're in it and can pass this torch, as long as it connects to the originals in a way that's very easy to understand, which is these are his grandchildren. Man, I was all in. I loved it. I do think they're removing Ghostbusters 2 from the canon, Will. You do? Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean for They're the just entire? Not gonna you know how like it? we saw Halloween, yeah, and they take all the H2 other Halloween was like gone, and H two and then Halloween two was yeah. removed, which is pretty beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I believe they won't acknowledge Ghostbusters two uh, because so there will be no Stay Puffed. Stay Puffed in the first movie. 
There'll be no walking statue of liberty. No walking statue of liberty. And here's my only... And we'll, I will not keep your Ghostbusters talk on here long, folks. So if you're looking for Disney talk, just give me like 60 seconds. Uh, if we're going super fan, super nerd fan. Number one, I absolutely love this. I am not complaining. I am so happy with the story that they're, they're building. I love that it's not New York. I love that it... Because you're not going to be constantly comparing it. All it is is Egon's family. Maybe in New York, but not in the city. It's not in Manhattan, yeah. at least not. Farmland. It's in a farmland. I love that idea. It makes it feel, I don't know, different like, and fun. Yes. And it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, but it's not. It's the it's the, the Ecto-1 from 1984 Ghostbusters. It's not the Ecto-1B, which was the refurbished model with the two okay. and the different license plates. Uh that could be that just maybe those were two separate cars, but I always thought that Ecto-1B was just sort of like the cleaned up. No, see, I always thought it was two different two cars. Two different cars? Yeah. I thought it was cleaned up, too. I thought it was cleaned no, up because they show I it always thought it was the two first one. I always thought uh-huh. it was two different one. cars. So there's that. Um, the time. Hmm. hmm. Two and different cars. I don't think they're ignoring the past. I wasn't the sure because Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 3 there. has been right at 30 years, and he says there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years, which people think is a slight to the female Ghostbuster movie. But uh, I don't. I think it's great. And I thought they were like different universes. That's not canon. Oh gosh! Different, can we it's a different stop story. Saying it's a different word story. <laughs> and then I mean, some people did bring Should up. Should we talk about Nick Cannon? If this no, no. Him? no. If no. this movie takes place in 2020, then Egon to have grandchildren, which I this is a stretch, uh, because who cares? Would have had to have had kids. Clearly, you do. Would have had to have had kids before Ghostbusters 2. Because Ghostbusters 2 was roughly 30 years ago at this point. Third, it was because five Ghostbusters 35. You're years assuming ago. that the movies follow a reality a timeline. timeline. I'm not assuming. I'm just saying I've seen what no, people have are. said. Well, those and people they are. They keep saying this is in the 1984 Ghostbusters universe, which to me just is that them saying there is no 1990 or 1989 Ghostbusters 2, or is that saying this is not the the 2016 Ghostbusters? Who's to say? I'll leave you at that. Should we move on? I think we are, we've moved on. Yep. Uh, Melissa asks, what is the one attraction you think could be expanded on in either with another immersive land or a restaurant or another attraction? Say that again? What attraction do you think could be expanded on either with an immersive land? like Oh, like okay. you build a land around it, a okay. restaurant or another attraction. Okay. I'm trying to think ones that are kind of don't fit into their current area. Because, you know, like, the Tiki Room is it's an adventure land, kind of as you expect, or the Jungle Cruise. Uh, I feel like they could do something with, like, under the sea. Like a bigger mermaid area. Yeah. Just could be like you kind of go down in underneath. Ooh, the the Tangled Tower. Kind of in an immersive. Tower. Ooh. The yeah. Tangled Tower. You could do an entire restaurant or attraction with that. It's just kind of yeah, hanging out I like that. There. Maybe that's what you do is you push like that area needle. out, and it's more of a princess ride mm-hmm centric thing you know what i mean like you've because you could do a beauty and the beast ride you can do a lot of stuff hey the monsters inc laugh floor oh it's i mean i'm not that giant of a not like a monster's like but everybody everybody wants the door roller coaster to happen oh yeah that'd be awesome yeah yeah even the dark ride that's in Disney California Adventure, I don't know if that's still still open. You think, think that they'll do good. like a Harry Potter Gringotts yeah. ride at Disney? Yeah, Gandalf's going to come up in that one too. <laughs> Which yep. one? The gray? The Gandalf the Muggle. Yep. That one. It's cool. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, wizard uh, rock band. It's both franchises. Gandalf the these Muggle. Are, these are deep questions today. 
Um, Depends on your definition of deep. I'm well, just going to go ahead and say. They're thinking. They're more that, thought-provoking than, this is a than think just, piece. Than, mm. than, you know, what's your favorite like snack? Like too. <laughs> this is fun. If there's going to be a docu-series about a one park attraction on Disney+, Plus, what would you what, would, what do you want to know more about? Mr. Toad, clearly. Oh, That's a good one. That yeah. is a good one. Legend of Mr. Toad. I mean, what other attractions do you get hit by a train? I've already written the screenplay. The uh, the new <laughs> it's gondolas. better than anything Disney could have written. I'm, I'll tell I you that. Wheels I need, a, ride, I need a follow up mini doc on this whole like the kids jumping the fence and running to the go karts. Yeah, and, and the chaos like, and Disneyland day one and people bumping into each other. And all that. I just need to know like where were the parents? What are you talking about? You Disneyland know, day the, one. At Disneyland day Kingdom one. Kingdom keepers. You talking about Kingdom keepers? I also want to know. I also that, want to know a little bit more serious. about these women wearing high heels to the parks back then. <laughs> yeah, they, keep, they keep bringing it up. They keep like, Twice, yeah, the high heels yeah. were barreling down into Twice the asphalt. Twice in the thing they talk about how they were worried that women's yeah. high heels were going to get stuck in the asphalt. Both at Disneyland that and Disney That is the Disney most 1950s thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Yes. What are we going to do with these women get their high heels stuck in the asphalt? <laughs> well, we got to have a plan for this. We got to have a backup plan for the high heels. Because the asphalt wasn't dry. When they opened, right, it was Which asphalt drives pretty quick. I, which I don't understand. Like, why was the asphalt modern asphalt the last does? Thing? I have no idea about the density or the half life, the dry time of 1950s asphalt, Logan. I would agree. Yes, they can pave my cul-de-sac in a day same, right? now. Yeah. But I'm not in the same era. I don't think it was the He's same. Right. It can't. It, could it, not have been the same? it would not have been the same. It feels the same because it I mean, wouldn't. tire technology is essentially the same, right. and that is garbage. Yeah. Mm. This is 2019. Make better tires. Come on, do guys. better. Firestone, do better. Bridgestone, industry of tires. Tesla. We don't need this extinct technology. I don't want to have a get it pick up a nail and yeah. it ruin my weekend I and my Christmas the budget nail into. The tire and I don't have time it. for they name brand tires, so <laughs> I don't know what just happened. We went back in time. Yeah. Well, you said it's a think piece. I was just that there's no way that they paved on the... the road and 30 minutes later they're like, "We're good. Open the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Open the gates." Well, you know how they say like uh, they touch up the paint every night. Yeah, on is to make sure everything's beautiful. Back then, they repaved everything <laughs> every day, <laughs> every night. And it you know why? And it those dadgum high heels. Yeah, those high heels. What ruining the asphalt. They did out of in the fifties. Um, titanium. Way. They had, they had, yeah, like metallic heels. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. This if, has been my best rant <laughs> of all time on the show. My favorite moment is the, the high heels of the tires. High heels, tires, asphalt. I think I would go the docu-series with uh, the great movie ride because I, I think know. you only get kind of a glimpse I want to know mm-hmm. how they get all the do they build, sculpt everyone was it reused was it because there's so many I, there's so many intellectual properties there's the asphalt in the height <laughs> there's so many intellectual properties that were used like what was the permission like because <laughs> my little time working with Dick Van Dyke I can tell you he's uh, his, his deals with Disney he's got a lot of say so uh, presumably a lot of people had a lot of say um, when it comes to what they could use and what they couldn't use and how they did it. So part of me is, is curious about that. I think it's also a ride that's, that's gone away. So I think there could be maybe more stories to be Who was told. the Imagineer that did that attraction? I do not know. Did Bob Weiss do that? During his... that portion of it, they show a lot of Marty and they show a lot of a couple other guys. Yeah, Bob. I think Bob Weiss was the lead on that. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see that. I'd like to. That's huh. one that I I think has could have interest because a lot of these are just like okay. We had to build a Winnie the Pooh ride, so guess what? 
We made sure we saw all the Winnie the Pooh characters. Like, I feel like they're kind of cut and dry. Uh, or the Tiki Room, I feel like we've kind of heard that story. I feel like we've heard the Haunted Mansion story at this point. Uh, maybe some of the more... Anyone seen One Day at Disney yet? I haven't. I haven't either. It's okay. I did see Forky, Forky asks a Forky asks or yeah, Forky, Forky asks a question. Yeah, Forky asks a question. question. So what what do y'all think? Speaking, of, this is on topic. What do y'all think is like Wait. the Wait like for it. like six months into Disney Plus? Like, hey, just so you know, here's a splash of new content. Here's like to get everybody excited to keep committing and like. When does Winter Soldier and um, I think that's in the is that next fall? Black Widows May and then Winter Soldier will be late summer, early fall. See, I feel, I feel like you can't. I feel like you Eternals can't dabble. I can't. It's got to be something Disney. I feel like. Well, I mean, I know you're gonna have Frozen here pretty soon and all that stuff, but yeah. I think they've already got you. You're well, in. Yes, man. they We're have. All in. They have me. I'm just. I'm just saying a lot of those people because a lot of those subscription services, what people do is like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock this thing out for three months and then yeah, and then I'm cancel. gonna cancel. And then you know, six months there's later, there's too much timeless stuff on Disney Plus. Like it's that's the thing. It's generations of content. You know, what I know. I mean? I'm just saying, like Mandalorian is a oh, I am I'm I don't care about Disney Plus, but everybody's talking about Mandalorian that it's amazing, and you don't have to know all the Star Wars. I'm gonna get Disney Plus so I can watch that. Yeah. Like, what's another and then thing? In, in two weeks, it's over. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you this. So much. I'm just saying, there's got it. There, I feel like there's a lot of money to be made if you can. Do something like that. I started last night rewatching because I wanted because this is obviously the end of the series. So I, I started with Phantom Menace. Why do we give that movie such a bad time? It wasn't. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it's that. Not movie. good. It's aged. I think it's. I think we said this a couple weeks. I think it's aged incredibly well. Yeah. I mean, I I, watched, I disagree. The only part I, I like did about not it think it was very good at all. The last the uh, I watched it about fates. a year ago. <laughs> nope. That's a big no for me. I think it's aged incredibly well, and I think you have a whole new group of people that love the prequels, and that's that's the reason why. I think Attack yeah, of the Clones is still... Yeah, people that uh, appreciate poor cinema. The people that watched it when they were little kids. I was a... Meet the Deedles. Littler kid. I don't think anyone is sitting here saying Meet the Deedles is great cinema. We are 13. <laughs> You maybe say Meet the Deedles is great cinema. <laughs> I saw it 16 times in the theater, Phantom Menace, so I still have a good place I in the heart for it. I thought you say Meet the Deedles. Yeah. Like, I saw it one you and done. need to ask for your money back. 13 times. I'm currently uh, actually, watching uh, Attack of the Clones. Will and I saw uh, The Country Bears at least three times. Well, yes, because we're psychopaths. Is that on? Is that on <laughs> it is on there, and in finally in glorious HD. I've been running my DVD copy, full screen DVD copy. For years, never gotten a widescreen HD release. I've never seen that. I'm gonna put. Oh, you will love it. It's incredible. It is a. I don't care. Do you like Almost Famous? Yes. Do you like Country Bears? Yes. You will like this. Do you like Elton John? (laughs) It sounds Mm -hmm. like it might be the perfect. Do you love animatronic bears? It's a whole movie of animatronic bears. How could you not love it? Get off my grass. That love. (laughs) That love to get a little greasy. Yeah, with honey. I'm excited. I'm going down the honeys. I would watch it tonight with your kids. Get them around the table. The table. I don't know why you're eating. Kitchen and even TV at the table like the 50s. Uh, We're eating at the Primetime Cafe. Exactly. Uh, What were we just saying? Before Country Bears? Oh, what do you watch? You're watching The Phantom Menace? Yeah. Yeah, my son just started watching The Clone Wars uh, from the very beginning. And I have not watched that since it's originally aired. And I did not make it through um, the whole season. But we are loving it, man. I'm loving The Clone Wars. I forgot how good that is. Is that the animated yeah, one? Yeah, once you get... That uh, they, like, unfortunately take all of this 
thing from an animated series and make it like the gospel truth for yes. Star Wars. What are you doing breaking a chair? <laughs> Don't break that. Gosh. Yeah, Don't break that. Why we would need you that. do that? It just came right off. <laughs> right. Um, I so, know how tomorrow goes. The Clone Wars <laughs> is, is still pretty darn good. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it does feel very similar to The Mandalorian if you're used to watch that, other than the stories are all over the place. That's the one problem with Clone Wars is they don't take place in order. Mm. Oh. They don't even take place in arc. So you'll be like over here with Yoda, and then there'll be like six episodes where you're on a different path, and then it'll shoot back. Marvel. There's a way to um, to watch them in order and by arc. We've not done it. We've just watched them in, as 20-minute, 30-minute pieces, and, and they play just fine. Why do people? Oh, it's so difficult. So it's so hard to consume media these days because now it's like, here's the appropriate way to watch them, not the way that they released them. Here's what I have to say. Though. <laughs> okay, I feel like the way that they released it is the way the creator planned it. I will say I love this, which is um, we just talk, got done watching. about God, right? We just got done watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, season three on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And what I will tell you is the non-bingeable experience of The Mandalorian has been so much better. Because um, we just watched the entire season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel in uh, two days. Yeah. And let's just say I'm not thrilled with it. I think it was okay. Everything was fine. But, like, we did it so fast that maybe the burn was a little bit more to not, like, love it. Where right now, The Mandalorian can go off the rails. It yeah. can be the worst three episodes they've done. But you know what? I've had five weeks of being in Star Wars heaven. Yep. And if I had mm -hmm. just binged it, I think those sore. Is there a to is it eight total eight. episodes? And then there's season two coming. You know, I will say I've here's what I've done with it because they're so they're kind of short. Yeah, I've actually found myself waiting so I get an hour. Mm. Uh, so so I've been two watching weeks. two at a time. Yeah, because that one like one of them's like 22 minutes. Like yeah. it's real short. The first one I think. And it goes by 30, so quick. Yeah, 38 and then th right at 30. Yeah. Yeah, and so but it goes by so quick that I'm like I need another. So I've been waiting. So I'm. Uh, I have four and five ready to go. Yeah. What I've enjoyed the most about them is that I really enjoyed all the like the other characters, like the the lady that was in the ship repair dock this week. She was great. Yeah, like and then the the, the people on the planet last week. Which just they've been fun characters that he's mm -hmm. encountered, and yeah. I've really enjoyed it. I had a buddy that said he was completely sold on the first episode of The Mandalorian. For one reason, and it's because the blue guy asked if he could go to the bathroom. And he said just the fact that all of a sudden this character and this whole universe that we've had for decades had to go to the bathroom and then you see him go to where the toilet is. He was like, that completely sold everything to him because it really it was just this real world like, hey, I, I got to go to the bathroom, basically. Yeah. Does Baby Yoda go to the bathroom? We don't know. We don't know. I love all the Carbonite, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was super cool. Like, seeing he's got, like, 30 people. I just love how detailed it is. Mm. And I, I think it coming out once heard, a week. I don't it's, think it's Yoda has to go to the bathroom. Do you think uh, the Carbonite... rhino. Do you think with Carbonite they mm. thought, you know, this worked really well that one time and just kind of it spread throughout the Star Wars galaxy of bounty hunters being like, hey, this is a great way to store people without killing them. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, this cloud city happens to have right. this machine because, that perfectly preserves people. Because in, in Empire Strikes Back, it's not like, oh, this is what we do. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, no, he could die. This is never, We're we've not never, sure about we've it. We've never used carbon freezing yeah. on a human before. But skip forward five I or six you. years. I know. <laughs> yeah, skip forward five or six years, all of a sudden, we're, we're, we got portable carbon freezers <laughs> in our ships. It sounds like it took off.
in yeah. the bounty hunter world. So, so Boba Fett, the word got it, around like, in it the, works, uh, guys. The and word then, got around in the what do they call it? What's the the, the guild? The guild. The guild. <laughs> They're like, hey guys, uh, yeah. The, the so, union called. We got a new edition. Yeah. So to wrap this this show up, because I think we've we, we probably should. Well, Disney always Terry likes to announce ever. something, guys. Right, Terry, Terry I love it. And Terry likes to do, you December know pull a fast 10th, one on us. Twenty nineteen. We were all having fun. That means we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, fun, but now it's done. As Daniel Tiger would say. <laughs> uh. Disney announced something just as kind of as we were coming on air. I think we'd be fun to talk about for a quick second. Yeah. Uh, the Cirque du Soleil show has tickets on sale and a name. Um, the, I thought this was it's been on sale. No, they just put them on ticket. Tickets are now on sale. And the show is going to be called Drawn to Life. That I had not heard. Yeah. And so I love the the, the imagery. It's on the Disney Parks blog if you guys want to go check it out. Um, sure tickets are on sale right now at DisneyWorld.com slash Cirque. So... I'm uh, I'm I'm excited about it. It looks like it's gonna be. Uh, I love I love I love a good I love a good uh, nighttime uh, ticketed show. Mm. <laughs> like it? I don't know. There's no stress in it. Pay my money, gonna show up, and I'm gonna see it. It's gonna be great. Mm. I love a good guarantee. There's yeah. no boarding group for you. There. No boarding <laughs> groups. Just take my hundred dollars and guarantee I get to see the show. <laughs> hey, don't be Spider-Man into the darkness where it's going to get canceled. But uh, it's March 20th looks like the first day, and uh, tickets start at $94, yeah. which is a lot. Literally, I don't know what you said. It's the same price as going to Disney World for the day. Uh, that but is, that's that's a jump from what it was because the tickets were around. The last time I think I got tickets. It's like, I love a good old-fashioned get what you I want to say tickets were for. like 54 bucks before. So. And now the the... the much like Disney World, those prices fluctuate based on the day. Yeah. So opening night's ninety four. After that, it's eighty one, and okay. then it goes to sixty seven the next week. Yeah, That's and it runs in the sixty to eighty dollar range for the next month or so. Uh, Cirque du Soleil. Uh, I am gonna see when I'm there. Then the first time I'm gonna try to March twentieth. We should go. We should go to opening night. Did you guys know there's a there show not coming many tickets out left on Disney Plus that's about the individual rides. No. Yeah, it's a 10-episode docuseries. The Rock is helping produce it with the company that did the toys that oh, made yeah. us on Netflix. It's 10 episodes, and it's going to go into specific rides, how they came to be. Well, there you go. Well, we just gave them this what is, rides that we this need. This is how they keep us. This <laughs> is what I'm saying. I was going to say that I, I want to also double down on Disney needs to be bringing new content because I feel like nostalgia stuff is only going to last for so long. You would think no. that. But have you been to <laughs> no. Walt Disney World? Right. I Did you know, you know the first this? word in your sentence was nostalgia. nostalgia. I even know this. My kids think that The Little Mermaid is as relevant now, and it's been 30 years. They're not wrong. Except for the story. Yeah, no. mm. What? I don't know if you do The Little Mermaid story in 2019. I think you could. We're going to see what they're, happens. They're, they're about to. Yeah, we're going to yeah, see yep. next year in 2020. And, uh, I think, yeah, I think we're going to see some changes. Mm. Seaweed thing? Is that the seaweed thing? They Let's turn them into the seaweed. Whatever it is. We got we got we got to wrap up. It's time to end. <laughs> All right. Let's do some plugs. Everybody go around the horn as they say. 
Okay. Um, I'm glad I'm here this oh, week so that I can correct anything that Grease says. Oh, yeah. man. But I'll let so, you start, Matt. It was so much Are fun. Are you selling watching. alcohol here? <laughs> <laughs> Are you guaranteeing a thousand people something <laughs> there's a limited quantity of? <laughs> a thousand? Was that he was self-correcting, <laughs> though. He was saying something. He'd go, wait, I don't know if Will would... No Will way. would probably tell me not to say that. It was so funny. I so, went back and listened because Logan immediately go, you need to go check the, check check. the file. Yeah. Do, we, do we need to edit the show? Um, <laughs> I, I help produce and host a podcast called The Mottcast with my friend uh, Dr. Chris Motley. And our episode that we're going to put out the week of Christmas, we got to hang out with the owners of Doug the Pug, who just won the People's Choice Award for Greatest Pug animal social media thing that's a thing it's way more exciting than i'm making it yeah. sound but it's a great interview and yeah that'll come out the week of christmas check it out the mock cast i will say if you just type in doug in your browser it's the fourth option doug the pug is pretty good this dog has that, millions of followers my doug uh is doug funny yes so you hung out with doug the pug not the dog just the people Oh, well, that's not cool. That's that nice. seems, I don't understand. Yeah. The, His owners. The dog was busy. <laughs> yeah. Where was he? Caged? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Is he still around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always feel worried about people who invest their, they get their whole career going. Especially on a, um, a stub-nosed dog, like a, a pug or a bulldog. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine lived 16 years. They have a cat named Fiona as well, so nine lives so they're keeping one. it going yeah they're keeping it going yeah look for that it's they're like movie. you know how like the youtube comes there needs to be like ugga where there's just another one <laughs> no, Doug too. Like, can't wait to see you, where greece goes here no, the youtube stars like the kids like they can't work all the time like there's restrictions are there restrictions on pubs He's trying to say uni- are there union- child labor laws yeah here's the thing i don't know are if that's animal- a youtube thing by the way it's like that's not how youtube content is created right well i just it's not uh, under the union well, I just, you know, like... Is there a YouTuber? Or, is, or, they, or the parents Probably. just going to be on blast if, like, you <clears throat> recorded 12 episodes with your child in a day? You know it's weird? Have you seen the YouTube? They've switched up the way ads are done, and now ads that are specifically kids won't run on kids' videos. Yes. Oh, it's a whole new, like... Yeah, you have to, on every upload, you, not read the news you have to Logan? say, is this appropriate the, no, for no, kids? It's just now starting to kind of, like, I feel like happen to, like, we're watching kids' videos, and now it's adult ads on all the kids' videos. Because they're not clicking it. Or they haven't gone back and like clicked through it mm. or however it's done. So now we're getting like, you know, yeah, that's not good. The YouTube's. Little Mermaid and getting a horror movie, uh, you know, trailer on it. Oh, no. Because there's that goofy law about, about, you know, cartoons when we used from back in the day when we used to get advertised too much. Yeah. When I worked at Nickelodeon, there was, there were specific rules and regulations. Yeah. They even told us as interns how you could promote things to kids. So I'm actually fine with protecting kids. My problem is when you go so far as to protecting kids that you end up showing kids things that they didn't <laughs> shouldn't be seeing in the first place. All right, moving on. Keep plugging. We got to wrap this up. I like that your plug involved a pug. Thanks. So plug the pug. You plugged the pug. Plugged him. Okay. I love how uh, Logan says, let's go further like let's keep going and Grease is like I'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah, okay, my, my, my plug today is gonna go check, go check out Doug the Pug <laughs> thanks Grease I yeah. think no, check out the Mottcast yeah which has which features an interview of the people that own Pug the <laughs> so people the that pug. have a Pug own Pug the Doug yeah the the guy was Can in that band We Are the In Crowd which I don't know if you guys are, but he's they were a, a, is that a hardcore band super scene band uh, yeah they more cry of a, a lot. More of a uh, pop rocky thing. They were big there for a minute. It's a long time. Long time. 
Uh, be on the all right. So that my plug is be on the lookout for you know in the next few months the uh, Special Forces Foundation uh, Eagle Rare Barrel going all in two weeks two we weeks in a row. Did. I was there. It was yeah. a wonderful experience. Yep, Logan went with us. Uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, I don't know how you're going to get it yet, but just stay tuned. That, that's the problem. Even if you don't get it, we, we do an episode talking about it. Or go, go to this podcast. Or go check out the Special Forces Foundation. Because that's who we did it in honor of, yeah. uh, a fallen member of our armed forces that uh, we are became friends with uh, one of our listeners, Chuck, who served alongside of Master Sergeant Michael Riley, who was killed in action in Afghanistan earlier this year. And uh, we went on this barrel pick in his honor. It was also his birthday, the day that we picked the barrel. Uh, and Which was not on purpose. Like, n- right, it just happened to cool. line up. But it was... Um, the Special Forces Foundation is actually who a member of his family suggested we uh, support in his honor. And what they do is it's a it's a volunteer-based organization. It doesn't have a ton of administrative overhead. So all the money they bring in, they are able to directly use to help members of the Special Forces and their families, um, whether it be an injury or, uh, unfortunately, uh, members that are killed in action. They use that money to either help their family or them uh, when they come back and help them through either rehabilitation or uh, needs, money-based needs, financial needs, or um, other such things. So it's uh, we got to learn uh, more about them when we were with our buddy Chuck over the weekend. But that's what the barrel, the pro- some of the proceeds are going to go help that organization. So um, if you're interested in something like that, maybe you should just we got Check a we got out. a public Facebook group called the Podcast. It's mm-hmm. just a public group. You can go there. We post some information on there. Cool. All right. Terry. Yep. Tickets are on sale right now at thething.live or uh, the thing Orlando. Gearing up for that. We making some more speaker announcements soon. Lots of friendly faces coming back. Maybe some new ones. It'll be fun. Very good. I'm actually on one of your speakers from the mini thing. As- a radio show this week, Vision Possible with Butch Hartman. Oh. Uh, I am the guest. Well, we're recording it this week. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I did. Uh, we're recording it. It'll be up, I believe, this this coming week. If not, sometime over the holiday. So I'll, I'll make sure to, to let you guys know about that. Uh, obviously, for me, I need you. If you're going to be staying in Walt Disney World, if you're like coming to take a trip and you're like, I don't know where to stay, but I want a place to when the kids go to bed, I can still stay up, have a good time, have a beautiful view, beautiful sunset view, get the Jack Nicholas golf course, play some retro arcade games. How about play that PS4? Hit up the Princess Dress-Up Boutique that's right there in the house, perfect for Walt Disney World visitors and golfers, as well as a private pool and private hot tub experience. I'm going to market that, the private hot tub experience. Whoa. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is, just a hot tub. Uh, there's superhero-themed rooms, there's princess-themed areas, and a really a lot of fun and a great place to stay. It's where my family stays every time we were there. Uh, in Orlando, you know I've been preaching off property for years, and we uh, – we're, we're proud to, to be able to offer this to our listeners at special rates. So what you need to do is go to Airbnb.com. That's ear, like you know Mickey, because there are 20 hidden Mickeys throughout the house. Uh, Airbnb.com. And instead of just clicking on a book, click contact. Reach out to me. It goes directly to me. I'm able to work out special deals. We do have some availability, specifically in 2020. This year is practically booked, unless you want to come this weekend uh, there is a booking available that opened up from Saturday to Tuesday. Oh. So if you have the last second want to travel, I will give you a good price. Uh, 
Specifically, if you want to travel those three nights, uh, I'll do what I can. But there is some opening towards uh, middle and end of January. Uh, February, I uh, had a cancellation, so there's some openings there. Uh, March is completely open, except for the first and second of the month. And then it starts to fill up towards uh, towards the summer. So make sure you join us. That is at Airbnb.com. And make sure, even if the dates are blacked out, just ask to make sure. Confirm. Get in touch. I can often work out the best rates possible. So again, Airbnb.com. And with that, let's close the show. I'm Logan Seculo. I'm Will Haynes. I'm Terry Weaver. I'm Matt Watt. And I'm The Grease. We'll see you on the next show.